0: Okay, question for you. Question. Question, as Javi would say, or Javi. Is it Javi or Javi? Javi. Okay, Javi. Question first. Who finished third in Abu Dhabi 2021? Um, It took me a while as well. hmm. Who got the final podium, please?
1: Oh, God. Because I know Daniel was technically behind the two. Like as they came in, I'm not googling that. I have the race results from from Mexico up next to me. That's why I'm glancing because it obviously it has the names. I was it Charles?
0: No. Nope. Who? Carlos. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it took okay. me ages. To like I was like, who actually got third in that race? Mm. So yeah. yeah interesting there was a ferrari driver who got third in the mexican grand prix there
1: was <laughs> um actually do you know what? we're gonna start off i'm gonna do lottery numbers this week
0: are you gonna do lottery numbers? i'm gonna do lottery numbers this week someone's just rubbing it in everyone's faces so, so you got a <laughs> prediction right i got
1: my predictions bang on i got four out of four for my predictions i predicted four things and i got every single one of them right bang on i got one mm-hmm which was Max. Was <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone who didn't listen, I not last, yeah, last week, but last time round, my p- podium prediction was exactly how it ended up. I said Max, Lewis, Charles, and that's exactly how he ended up on the podium. And also noted that uh, Checo would fumble the bag, and boy, did he fumble the bag! Um, I loved the fact that uh, during the introduction of the Grand Prix and stuff like that, I don't know if it was the same on um, Sky or whatever broadcast you were watching, but I didn't know, very interesting fact, that Mexico City was built on an old lake. So Mexico City sinks 12 centimetres every year. I didn't know that. Uh, Um, Like That's very, very cool. Did you miss that during the thing? Or was that only me that saw that? It was on the F1 TV broadcast. Um, but I'd imagine that somebody's confidence is probably a bit more than 12% lower after this weekend, looking at you, And welcome to the
0: 107 podcast, full of fun facts.
1: Always. (laughs) Always fun facts. Always.
0: I guess, yeah, I guess that's where we'll start.
1: That's the elephant in the room. Let's get it out of the way. Um, just, just unbelievable. Absolutely Unbelievable it is Sergio Perez had the opportunity to do the funniest thing in the world and he did it it was absolutely hilarious if you're a Sergio Perez fan it's not funny I understand but to me (laughs) so funny it's so funny he couldn't have messed up in any worse of a way other than taking out max that is the only way he could have made it worse he did everything it was it was amazing
0: well, even before that, he was out qualified by Ricardo.
1: I know, like
0: who's so- <laughs> uh, out qualified by Ricardo, and then yeah, um, despite the booing, uh, and it was a racing incident. He got it was one hundred percent a racing slip incident, stream, almost a triple slipstream. Yeah, had a double slipstream. There was a gap on the outside. He went for it, and then yeah, as Martin Brundle says, three into one doesn't go, and no. he came off worse. And I'm guessing the way he was talking was that his headspace was like, I, I just want to win this race. I want to win this race. Yeah. And perhaps he should have played the long game. And like it's better to be finishing the race. And most likely you probably would have got a podium. And I understand that he, it's his home race. Everyone's there to support him. He wants to put on yeah. a show. And he wants to, like, even if he didn't get a, um, the win, he just wants to fight. Uh, but it just it didn't work out for him and uh, he should have just played the long game
1: yeah Uh, i think he he expected charles to break earlier but i think damon hill put it the best way uh on x he said that and he said that he's been guilty of this as well he had it so built up into his head that he wanted to win that race but it was almost too much and it just consumed him and i think that that's probably the best way to put it it consumed him and that's all he wanted to do he he, as soon as he saw the chance he he was like a moth to a flame just went just went for it just could not be distracted by anything else
0: um that's the thing he saw the chance if he didn't see the chance it would have been a different outcome but he's like okay i have a chance to get into the lead here and that's just that temptation just
1: But it was gotta have it. It it was yeah, it's that temptation, it's that I've got to have it. But like I think if you pull that move one hundred times, I reckon you only pull it off two or three. It's such an outrageous move that it just wouldn't have gone well.
0: Someone on the inside.
1: Yeah. Too wide, sure. If it was just Charles there or just Max, you probably would have gotten away with it. Maybe not just Max, he's a bit more aggressive. But if it was just one of the car, he probably would have gotten away with it. But two, no. Sorry, but no. Charles did break a little bit late. I will admit that he did break a little bit later than Sergio was expecting. But come on,
0: but this is that's... this is a
1: driver who has hundreds of Grand Prix to his name. You can't make mistakes like that at the front end of the grid.
0: But that's also the first lap. People will break earlier. They'll mm. break later to yeah. avoid crashes to gain yeah. positions, and. Yeah, I really I really did feel for him. He looked so disappointed in the garage and I, heartbroken.
1: I spoke to I spoke to Kevin a little bit about racecraft when I met him and Essentially, we were chatting about, Ooh, like, you friend, know, when oh, to. Give me oh, all call right. Me give it a friend.
0: rest. Oh, I spoke to Kevin. We're on first name list. <clears throat> Jealousy.
1: Jealousy is a cruel mistress. Um, but no, when I was speaking to him, the way about... you said it, hard start, La- start, start,
0: start. <laughs> the way you said I spoke to Kevin, like, you know, just. Yeah, like we're Bessie mates. Call other, yeah. Call each other all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe we do.
0: Who knows? <laughs> um, no, because me... I'd never hear the end of it. Oh, look what Kevin told me today. Me and my oh, Bessie mate Kevin just said. Kevin. Uh, look at the reels that kevin has
1: sent me on instagram <laughs> <laughs> we went sailing together um but he uh, we'll talk about his uh crash as well later on um but he was saying how lap one is mostly just opportunistic and try to stay out of trouble that's what lap yeah. one should be um and sergio went for one of those not the other
0: yeah
1: although i would argue sergio is a bit more of a successful driver so maybe i shouldn't listen to kevin <laughs> There is also that argument. Um, but still, yeah. Sergio Perez absolutely binned it. Absolutely hilarious. Couldn't ask for a better opening to, like turn one. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Um, someone who didn't bin it and is showing the improvement of the car is Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yes. He's really... There, there is something. There is a post post summer break Lewis Hamilton. Mm. When he has a break and he comes back, he just turns it on. It's all that
1: Al (laughs) Marve pumping through his veins. The FIA need to need to uh, investigate it. it (laughs) Yeah, I think that last year George beating Lewis in the same car was arguably one of the worst things that could have happened to George because now you can see the clear difference between George and Lewis. Yes. Why one of them is a seven-time world champion and one of them has only won one race?
0: Yeah, um, he just turned it on and he got the fastest lap at the end as well. He was on medium Unreal. tires, yeah. uh, which he made last and built a gap to the Ferraris. Mm. It's like this guy, and you could tell by his team radio at the end he was so happy as well. He's yeah. like things, things are going in a positive direction.
1: You could tell that to him that felt like a win yeah um which is amazing and obviously i think it's very important to remember that those upgrades uh to the floor that were made to the mercedes those are a transitional upgrade towards next year's car which is probably why he's quite excited and quite confident because that just means that next year's car is going to be a lot more competitive so he will have a whole season to to fight the front with hopefully for him anyway hopefully for him that will that will be the case so i'd imagine he's pretty excited
0: yeah i mean if if it's a similar to 2021 where mm. the red bull and the mercedes are on a level platform um it bodes well for him because mercedes upgrade the car well throughout the season and it looks like they're understanding the car as mm. well which is one of the problems i had last season they're like we don't know why it works and why it doesn't work yeah, um, and they had that a little bit at the start of this season as well. But it seems that they've what do they like to say unlocked the potential of the car? Yeah, and basically, if there was like a hundred percent here and one percent here, you've got Mercedes, you've mm. got Aston Martin. Yeah, everything that Aston Martin are doing wrong is what Mercedes are doing right. But uh, yeah, uh, good on him let's the ferraris in third and fourth i think that's the best they could have done considering they're on the front row um but let's talk about uh lando Uh, you know how
1: much time do you have
0: (laughs) okay we can't spend that much time okay we need to there's a few other drivers we need to talk about but what a race from lando right what a race from Lando. even he said like he was still disappointed in himself for like being at the back of the grid and having to have a race where he's basically working his way through the field, but to get up to fifth, wow. You know, and they, a few more laps he could have had Carlos. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. So he was about uh, there's, five there's seconds gap. behind Carlos.
0: Yeah. Um, so it would have been actually quite a fair amount of laps. But he
1: was gaining to fifth, he was yeah. gaining on the car ahead of him every single lap half a second
0: absolutely mental
1: every single lap he was gaining half a second no matter who was ahead of him he was gaining half a second can you um,
0: imagine if he qualified a lot better he could have this is the 30. thing
1: if he'd have qualified a lot better he probably could have been pushing at the very least lewis for p2 potentially yeah. even max for p1 especially if he'd have started <sighs> ahead of max
0: Nah, i don't i don't think he'd have been pushing max no no, no. i don't mean he would have won i just P3. think he would
1: have pushed him I don't think he would have won personally because I don't think he
0: would have pushed him either.
1: Uh, I think he would have pushed him for almost like um in Britain, where he pushed him for like five laps at Britain. I think it would have been a little bit longer. Uh um, maybe
0: something like that. But yeah, Max yeah. just had it in control the entire time. Yeah,
1: Max's so. dominate like Max's um domination like isn't actually talked about that much at Mexico, but he he loves that track. He seems to it seems to suit him really well. Um him and the car very, very well. Um, every single time that he's won he's won by I think on average of like 15 seconds like ridiculous every single time that he's won at 15 second like margin and that was with obviously a red flag and a safety car um, which happened halfway through the race as well to, like uh, today this weekend so it just goes to show like how dominant he actually is at that track which is yeah if impressive. I was Matt
0: I'd try and go for a hat trick every single race now
1: that's literally what he's doing anyway
0: <laughs> well no i mean like is he though? because i'm pretty sure they tell him not to do the fastest laps <laughs> Cause I, think, he, I bet you he'd be like oh last lap you've got a pit stop gap go on bring me in
1: i think he knew that he couldn't get away with fastest lap towards the end of this race not only because he was on the hards and lewis was on the mediums but also he was less than a pit stop ahead of hamilton so
0: no, but that's the thing that he should just go for it. Like he should, like at the start, let's just take Brazil, build a massive gap, so he yeah. leads every, leads every lap, and then just races until one or two laps of the end, puts on the fastest tires, does his fastest, fastest lap of the race. He and pulls an then- Austria. <laughs> Yeah, it just does it at a state for all the races remaining. I I think Uh, it's a
1: little bit more difficult for him. Now that Red Bull have essentially come back from the summer break and they've not bothered really to apply upgrades, only track-specific changes to the car. I I
0: still don't think he's pushing 100%.
1: I think he probably is because he will always want to do his absolute best. And that's probably also why he was stressing out in Austin last week um, when there was a brake issue. Um, But I... I think that he could probably push harder. He just knows that he doesn't have to be at that absolute limit every single race weekend. Um, He will push himself pretty close to that, more than likely, but he just doesn't have to be at that limit, if you know what I mean. Um,
0: I think there's always pace in the car, but he just manages it. Yeah, exactly. There's no point. And I also think if I'm Red Bull, I don't want to show the true pace of that car still. Otherwise, they're like, oh, we're actually... This is the gap to Red we, Bull.
1: we joked about it, didn't we? We said after the first race how they were probably going to turn their engine down. Maybe they did. Maybe it's been down the entire season and that's why we haven't seen a uh, technical DNF from Red Bull.
0: Maybe. I mean, it could be like what Mercedes were doing when yeah. they were so far ahead. That, like, exactly. They don't need to run it at full power. Yeah. So, so. Um, let's talk about oh, DR3. Hold
1: on a minute. We still haven't even t- talked about Lando.
0: We did talk about Lando. Barely. No, because we're just going to talk about Lando the entire podcast. No.
1: Maybe. Shut up. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to come back to it really quickly. I didn't want to spend particularly long on it. But like I said, I think that if, if Lando had qualified further up, then he probably would have been pushing Max for a little bit of the race. Um, and that does come with proprietary to glasses on. Um, But he was absolutely fantastic the entire weekend uh at the entire of sunday um sorry the entirety of sunday Sunday. uh and i think that he messed up and then the team sort of messed up and then also there was that issue with Alonso, and so i think it was partly him partly rotten luck um but i think that if you're questioning like you know how good lando is think about how good we've been saying that oscar piastri is all season and how he made mincemeat of him this weekend that's all i've said Mm
0: -hmm. Cool.
1: And now uh, he can talk about other people.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Daniel Ricciardo.
1: Let's. He's let's back. Talk
0: about Daniel. He's, he's back. back. <laughs> he just needed one race just to get back into the groove, get used to, just get used to it. The pain's yeah. gone or whatever it was because he said he was feeling a little bit of a pain, wasn't he, um, for full race distances. Mm. But yeah, he is. He's back. <laughs> Flying. What's, what's that hangover meme? We are back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're back. <laughs> I did like how when he was driving, he was doing like he was drinking a cup of tea like an old English woman with his pinky finger. Um, pinky finger poking out from the steering wheel. Um, but yeah, he had an absolute, absolutely fantastic race. Out-qualified uh, Sergio. Uh, he's definitely raised some eyebrows and raised some questions. Um, I think that there's a longer conversation for us to have as to how on earth couldn't he have just done this at McLaren? Like, my God, it's so disappointing. It's so frustrating that it didn't work out at McLaren. Um, didn't work
0: out, didn't work out. This. Yeah. Just, um, because yeah, I mean, sometimes that you happens. Could,
1: you could even argue that it, it did work out enough for him at Renault when he was at Renault for a couple of years. The first season wasn't particularly good, but then the second season during, the, it was the COVID season, wasn't it? He was putting right. out podiums in a Renault. Like, yeah. Yeah, like this is what I mean. It's just such a shame that it didn't work out at um at McLaren. But I would much rather him be out of the McLaren and doing absolutely amazingly than in the McLaren doing doing whatever. Um so hopefully he gets a seat uh at Red Bull next year, in all honesty. Um because we'll talk I about mean, that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But I mean he's he's definitely raised some eyebrows and raised some questions um with his Well the Alpha this
0: the AlphaTauri had pace.
1: Yeah. Uh, but did you see how really they good. jumped up in the constructors? They jumped up from like 7th in the constructors. Up from 10th, sorry, to 7th se- in the constructors. It's mad.
0: Yep. So that's the, well, that's the difference a few points make. And those few points, I think, if, as a of Karen Chanda, at that moment was worth $20 million. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, he seems to have found his groove, his mojo back... Outqualified Perez. Technically beat Perez in the race.
1: Sorry, um, he, he 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 is um he's brought Alfatari up to eighth from tenth. I do apologise.
0: Still, that's still a, a yeah. Jump.
1: They're level on points with Alfa Romeo.
0: And um, you may forget what I was going to say. Now
1: we talking about Ocon.
0: No, I think I think he was defending really well against George Russell. Was that it?
1: who uh, uh daniel ricardo yes yeah, yes ricardo. he was yeah he was defending really well uh um, um, he defended pretty well against everyone other than lewis but it's lewis yeah so also
0: actually uh lewis's move on charles was epic it
1: was pretty good yeah, yeah really um and that that move that lando did on george just that is top notch that's so good um overtake of the month easy easily the vote went up today if you haven't voted or haven't had a look on F1's Instagram I believe they have all of the videos I don't know if they have the one X or anything like that but go and vote um, for your favourite overtake but that for me is definitely overtake of the month
0: cool Uh, two more two more things I want to talk about before we talk about um, Sergio and Daniel and all that Um, we'll go KMAG let's talk about KMAG yeah Oof, that um was a nasty crash yeah that i think nasty crash
1: massive shot of adrenaline as he jumped out of the car for yeah because sure. he was like
0: shaking his hands yeah okay. i was like as he hurt himself quite not quite he, bad he looked okay but like he revealed he def- on
1: uh on linkedin because uh, we're oh, connected oh, really? on linkedin are you, are you, actually. Are you
0: first level connection first, okay. first
1: level connection with kevin magnuson on linkedin <laughs> Um, no, I think I just follow him. We're not, we're not. You know, we don't uh, want to. Uh, we don't want to rub it in your face that we're friends. Um, no. But no, he he put something up on LinkedIn. He probably also went up on Instagram, but LinkedIn is where I saw it because I'm boring and a business man. Um, but yeah, so he put something up saying that essentially he had a knock on the hand. That's why he was shaking his hand as he came out of the car. Um, I don't know if he knocked it into the side of the cockpit or if the steering wheel spun and hit him in the hand, but he's absolutely fine. Um, And so I think that it was a left rear suspension failure. However, um, if you see the video in slow-mo, you can also see that the right rear suspension fails a couple of seconds after the left rear suspension fails.
0: It was just Um, so... like You just see him just going over the curve. That was it.
1: Yeah, He's he just, just went the wrong way. The um, I think that Gunther Steiner said that it might have been a heat-related issue, but they're going to investigate as to why on earth and how on earth it happened. But I, I want to make this clear: it was Kevin wasn't at fault whatsoever. Uh, it was just purely a mechanical failure. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because he did get a little bit of like hate. Online and I'm like, you can very clearly No way.
0: Tell. People just hating online without knowing all the full facts.
1: Oh yeah, well at least none of his I've like, probably not got that many fans in Mexico, but at least none of them started a fight. We'll get onto that a bit later, <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, I'm glad he's okay. But I'm gutted for Nico, who had a reasonably good race to be completely honest, and then just got sucker punched towards the end. He just got sucked out of the points. Um, which is a bit annoying but he got <laughs> did you hear the team radio from Ocon no oh my god the team radio right is hilarious so Ocon is so I think um Hulk, Hulk's in 10th right Ocon is in 11th and Ocon says on the radio tell the Hass boys I'm coming or something like
0: that <laughs> oh yes I remember and then that. he goes you to overtake I'm- him, and it
1: just goes completely wrong.
0: I, he says like is like tell him I'm going to send it or something yeah or tell the Hass I'm going to send it and it doesn't yeah.
1: overtake I was like oh you can't make this stuff up and then it took him like five laps to overtake I was like at the very least he's going to overtake him in the second DRS so, oh no okay no no he's not oh damn this has got hands <laughs> yeah. um, that was I'm sorry Esteban you're a lovely bloke but that was embarrassing Esty bestie, going for it don't say shit like that on the radio and then not follow through or do because it's hilarious um, but yeah, my God.
0: actually talking about sending it, what were your thoughts on uh, the Yuki and Oscar coming together?
1: Ah it's a great that's a great question. I think Yuki just went all in um, and you can very clearly tell that when he when he spun around after the after the contact. Instead of trying to come down in gears and set off again, he punched the steering wheel instead. He's, that, he's, yeah. There's too much anger in that man. They're just There is too much at points. Whereas Oscar must have been driving. This is how I literally imagine it. Must have driven along and dunk. Uh, I think he hit me. and That was it. That was all he did. He just carried on driving. Who um, do
0: you think was? Do you think there was a fault there?
1: I think it was a racing incident, to be completely honest with you, but I think that Yuki was more at fault than anyone I else. I think Yuki was
0: more at fault. He should have made sure he was clear of Oscar. Exactly. If
1: if Yuki had knocked into Oscar and Oscar had spun out or crashed or whatever, 100% a time penalty would have been coming his way. However, because he spun out and then ended up finishing in 12th um, and essentially fell all the way to rock bottom and then like climbed up a few positions um as well um he didn't he didn't get a time penalty because he didn't impact or ruin anyone's chances of points or anything like that so yeah i think that he sort of he punished himself that's true that's so i think think that's why
0: uh and then finally uh summing up our thoughts on the mexican grand prix aston martin just I,
1: I, have almost no thoughts.
0: I, I have no words as well. I just like Alonso at the back of the grid, and they had to retire both cars. But what is going? What on? What is this there? McLaren from
1: 2014?
0: What's going on? Or is it McLaren from 2023? They've literally swapped. Well, yeah, they have. This have is completely Fernando Alonso places. getting past Ferraris and Mercedes in Bahrain, mm. and now they're not even getting into Q3. It's That's just.
1: It's mad, isn't it? Let's be honest. It just is a bit mad, um, and, and they're bringing
0: upgrades and they're just going backwards.
1: Yeah, like like we we joked about it last weekend. Every single upgrade seems to be a downgrade. Like I yeah. th- I don't get what on earth is going on. Um, we can we can talk a, a little bit as well about the the rumors if you want to, which have come out on X, which I would like to
0: chat well, about. I mean, the, do you I want just to just chat about see-
1: it after or do you want to do it now?
0: No, yeah, no, we'll chat about it after because it kind okay, of leads cool. from Austin from um, into it. But, but yeah, just,
1: this weekend was, was one to forget, right? That must have I been just, painful for you watching him.
0: <laughs> I mean, I hardly ever saw him on the track.
1: True, yeah.
0: So it was okay. Uh, but yeah, I just, it, it's just confusing. Like, okay, fair enough. You might not be catching Ferrari and Mercedes, but mm. it's not like you're the quickest car behind them. The, no alphas are ahead of you the alpha tauris are ahead of you the williams mm. are ahead of you uh, even the Hass at times is ahead of them it just it's really really confusing considering all the money they've invested and mm. there's a new factory uh it just i i don't know it do you know what it, it will lead into it now it does it does i want to say worry i don't really care too much but it does Make it look like the team is going up for sale. So it, it does look like you know what Lawrence could be just like, I'm, I'm done.
1: So I'm done I'll this. I'll address and I'll I don't know how much context you have in, on this as well. Um, but so there is a there's a rumor going around on X at the moment that Lawrence Stroll has sold off stocks or shares of the Aston Martin F1 team. And it's simply not true. There are rumors going around that he sold off 25 millions worth of stock or whatever it is. Um, But when you look into it, it is actually Aston Martin's road cars that have sold off some stock, which happens every now and again. They dilute stock. They create stock out of nowhere. Maybe the majority shareholder dilutes some of their shares, whatever it is. Um, But it was actually only 2.5 million it wasn't 25 million. So it's actually kind of expected for a large company like that to do something like this. So I don't... I can understand where the rumours come from, but it's just completely not true. Um, and then uh, there were obviously a couple of rumours about apparently Lance retiring. I don't think he's going to to retire. I've got no idea. I don't think so. It'd just be very odd. Um, I could see him maybe doing it for mental health reasons because that's, some of the fans have been horrible.
0: Um and maybe his heart's were in it anymore. But yeah. the rumour I I've heard is, and I think you know this as well, is that the team has been sold. Yeah. Uh and Fernando is not going to be there next year.
1: Mm, that's the that big rumour.
0: That led into rumors like, is he going to Red Bull? Is there a swap between Sergio and Fernando? Mm. Um, which has all been like squashed you know just yeah nothing you, true i uh, don't know what's gonna, going on with this i'm gonna pull it up on my so, phone so basically that albert so what's happened was two things have happened albert forega who's is he like one of the f1 tv technical guys i don't know he's tweeted something like oh my god i've heard something and if it's true it's very sad and then people have made of that what they will and then other people have come out and said I've said, oh, this must be the Fernando to Red Bull rumor or Sergio <coughs> leaving Red Bull. And then more people have come out and said, none of that's true. But he's just basically just put a tweet out. It's just caused fire.
1: Yeah. And then there <laughs> is also another so, tweet. Something,
0: either way, something is happening in the Formula One paddock. It, yeah. might, it might be to do with another team. It might be to do, it could be like Andretti have not been allowed to come into Formula One. Yeah. That could be the rumor. Yeah. But something is happening and it's just causing a load of shit. Yeah,
1: of I've got no idea, but I'd imagine it will probably come out by the time we get to Brazil. You know what the the paddock is yeah. like. Something will come out, something will let slip. Um, however, this is one of the memes that you sent me, and this was a an X screenshot um, yes. about um, Fernando Alonso to Red Bull, Checo Perez to Aston Martin. Um, Alonso is very unhappy with the direction his team has taken, and the 2024 car looked very bad. Right. I would like to point out that the person who posted this, Matthew J. Thompson, uh, is a professional Fernando Alonso dick (laughs) rider. And I am putting that lightly. He is a massive fan of Alonso. And I don't actually know if he's a real journalist. Um, And yes, I understand how ironic that is coming from me with my little podcast. But uh, please don't take that as fact, because uh, there is no... There's no solidity to this. I will hold my hands up if in a week, a month, whatever, that it comes out that this is absolutely correct. But this man is well known for kissing Fernando Alonso's feet, the, <laughs> like praising the ground wherever he walks. So please do not take this seriously. Um, it's not something which, you know, uh, it's not something which, uh, which you should take seriously. That seriously. Um, there were obviously a couple of other rumors being thrown around as well, but I mean, there's always some sort of rumour
0: within no, the No, that's it. it's just like the rumors are like Strolls sold the team, Fernando's going to Red Bull, Checo's leaving, Daniel Ricardo's going to Red Bull. Um yeah. But what whatever it is, hopefully it comes out in the next week and then we can talk about I'd other rumors after that. <laughs> there will yeah. always be there'll always be rumors and stuff. But uh yeah I mean I just should we talk about Checo's future? Sure, why not? Do you think he's going to be at Red Bull next year?
1: I think if they were to put him in the card, they'd be silly at this point
0: yeah I, I i
1: it seems like a really stupid thing to do.
0: It seems to me that the move would be would be to buy him out of his contract, promote Daniel, and bring him mm. in.
1: Yeah, I think that it depends on, obviously, the sponsorship relations and stuff like that, but, I mean, like, there might be some sort of specific sponsorship deal that is only going ahead because Sergio is the driver there and blah, 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 blah. So, I... I would imagine there's some sort of legal repercussions or sponsorship repercussions from just paying him out of his contract. It's not like, for example, where Daniel Ricciardo, who he didn't... Daniel Ricardo didn't bring many sponsorships, but Checo does, so there might be something um, to do with that. But I personally, like I said, I just... He's not he's not switched on anymore. He's not there. He is almost a bit like Ricciardo was... Um, a couple of years ago. And in all honesty, maybe a year or two's break would do him good. I don't know. Uh, Checo is a, a fantastic driver on his day. However, he hasn't had a day since the beginning of the season. Since Baku.
0: So I'm I'm having a look at some of these sponsors, which I'm going to be assumed are a- attributed to uh, Checo. Yep. One is an insurance broker in Mexico. Yep. Uh, they're called Interproteccion. And they're a broker in Mexico, so I'm assuming that they came with Sergio. Yeah. Uh, another one is America Movil. I'm not sure. Also, these, these uh, sponsors came into 2021, so when Sergio joined. So uh, yeah. it doesn't say what... Oh, they're a telecom service in Latin, Latin America. So, yeah, I'm assuming he's a part of that. Uh, is Walmart outside of America? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Because if they are, probably Sergio is probably a big part of that. Um, There's also Patron Tequila. When do they come in? Uh, Doesn't say, but probably Sergio is a part of that as well. And then there's (laughs) Sui. No, it's actually called SUI. Uh, They're blockchain okay sure. so yeah uh yeah he brings sponsors with him didn't they have clara at one point as well
1: i honestly i couldn't tell you off the top of my head but like it, i think that also a lot of it might not be that he brings them but it might be that um he attracts some sponsorships um from latin america and from america itself um that you know Mean that he's very well paid, yeah,
0: um, I mean, or yeah. very attractive. If got, yeah, if you've got a Latin American driver, then if you're a Latin American company, it makes sense to to be a part of that team.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So i I think that he probably brings in quite a bit more than you might think. Um,
0: but, but I don't think Red Bull are well. If Daniel joins, there can be some companies from Australia. I, would to I think fosters
1: is is it Fo- or heineken or something like that one of those is like a big sponsor of daniel but i can't remember but anyway i like i said i th- regardless of sponsorships regardless of all that fun stuff i thought there was somebody in your apartment then with the water bottle going past um so uh with, with like i said they would be silly to put him in the car i think that you could pull in almost any driver from the current grid put them in that car and they would probably do a better job than Perez. Perez is closer to having zero points than he is to Max Verstappen's current point tally. I think that tells you all you need
0: to know. Yeah, that's... Bad. Also, it's a, it's a bit strange that yeah, people are talking about, like, Fernando's not happy with the 2024 car and that's why he wants to go to Red Bull when Honda are coming in. Mm. And considering how well the Honda engine is doing for Red Bull... uh would be like well let's let's see what they do with this Aston Martin
1: I've got honestly no idea I d- again I don't see I think that with with Aston Martin such a strong start unless something ridiculous has happened I'd imagine that Fernando probably does still have confidence there
0: the only thing I can think was whatever they had on their car was deemed illegal um, whether it's a technical directive or whether it was something earlier. Maybe. And that's lost them a ton of performance. And it's just like, well, we know what it is. And we know. But, so I was, yeah, um, I, I, what was I listening to, sorry, it was something with Adrian Newey where he mm-hmm. talks about designing the car. And he goes, for like the outer part of the car, if you get that wrong, it's kind of okay because you can change and upgrade that throughout the season. But if you get the underlying fundamental parts, if that doesn't work, you basically, your car's gone for a whole season. Yeah. And that probably, maybe what's happened with Aston Martin is one of their fundamental areas where they gain downforce has changed. It can be something illegal. as simple
1: as white distribution.
0: So, uh, I don't know. But I don't know enough about Aerodynamics. No, 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 I'm
1: just saying, like, it can be something as simple as that, that, that is a knock on effect to other stuff. It can be something as simple as the, the, I don't know, like the humble humcom- humum- obligation of the chassis. It can be so many different bits and pieces. Um, so it, it's it's such fine margins that yeah. even literally moving a, I don't know, I'm going to pull something random out of here, but like a fuse box or something like that, even moving it from, you know, up above the driver's body weight to the same level at it, as it that can potentially change a hell of a lot of things it's so finicky and technical
0: yeah but it's just like why them like why have they gone i don't know like, literally, no idea. they are the only team that's gone backwards has have made a little bit of jump Terry have made a jump williams have made a jump mclaren have made a jump mercedes have ferrari it's only them that's gone back and gone back massively. Mm. It's, it's really strange.
1: It is very strange.
0: But, but yeah, um, going back to what we're talking about, uh, I, I agree. I don't think Sergio is going to be there next year purely because they probably think it's going to be a bigger fight for the constructors and they yeah. want to maximize the points. And Sergio just does seem to be a little bit of a liability, um, which is a shame because he is a good driver underneath. Um, all of that. I think people do forget that.
1: Well, his replacement is based on the rumours that are circling at the moment. Again, please take some of them with a pinch of salt, especially if they come from that bloke. Um, In all honesty, if you can get Fernando Alonso in that that Red Bull, you'd be stupid not to.
0: I mean, if you want to start talking rumours, Flavio was... Talking to Christian a few races back.
1: True, true. A few races back. Yep. Um. There's been a couple of instances of them meeting, apparently. So.
0: Yeah. Who knows? And obviously, if things like this get announced, probably a lot of stuff has to be done in the background. Like you said, in terms of sponsors and paperwork, and
1: exactly. Also, yeah.
0: if they're like publicly traded companies, I'm pretty sure you've got to be very careful on how you release this information. Um, because it can affect stock prices and things like that. So like to the point, like if Lewis Hamilton leaves Mercedes, I'm pretty sure their stock price will be affected.
1: Well, I think their stock price actually got affected after Abu Dhabi 21 because they didn't appeal the decision.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I think it did. I think
1: it dipped a little bit um, yeah. because they didn't properly appeal for it.
0: Because there's um, things like that that come up where, be like, oh, you, these rumors come around, and you know, you're, you're manipulating their stock price and things mm. like that. So, um, I guess that, that obviously I'm not saying any driver has that much power, but that could be what could be going on with Fernando, because it could be like, oh, well, Aston Martin's a probably traded company, and they're about to lose their top driver. Yeah. You know. So.
1: No offense, yeah, Lance. I'm,
0: I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure, like I said, and a lot of these things come out. It's like deny, deny, deny until we have the right information to be released at the right time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, yeah, what, uh,
0: what,
1: do you, what do you think Like in terms of actually getting somebody else in that second seat? Do you think it's literally just a very obvious shoe-in for Daniel or do you think they will shop around?
0: No, it's a shoe-in. Oh, the Red Bull seat?
1: Mm-hmm, yep.
0: Yeah, it's a shoe-in for Daniel.
1: 100%. He knows
0: the, te- he knows the team, he's a reserve driver, he's doing simulator work for them. Yeah, I think he, well, he gets along with Max as well.
1: Like and, I said to you so. as well, when um, when Daniel left the team, obviously he was their sim driver. Apparently they struggled with sim data as soon as he left the team. Wow, um, I did I did mention that on one of the podcasts when he disappeared to Alpha Tauri just after the summer break. Uh, no, it was just yeah. before. No, just after. Just after it was for Monza. I don't know. Monza? I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, um, but it was it was um, as he came back. I think it was the weekend after. Um, yeah. Like I did say, like oh, they've struggled with sim pace uh, sim data since he's left because uh, obviously he was doing so much stuff as a reserve driver. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so before uh, we wrap up, uh, overall thoughts on the race.
1: Um, I think it was probably top five of the season.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of the better races in yeah. the season. There's lots of battles, start to finish. Uh, Max just went and did his thing. Drama with Checo. Great drive by Lando. Great drive by Lewis. And, yeah, the midfield battle was was good as well between, like, the Alphas, the Williams, the Astons, and the Haas. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the race. Actually, before we uh, wrap up, <laughs> should we talk about that video that went viral? of that guy attacking the Ferrari fans. Yeah,
1: would you like to explain what on earth happened?
0: Well, I don't know the full background of it, um, but there is a video of this man attacking two Ferrari fans, uh, of which apparently it started because uh, lots of the... I wouldn't say lots, let's just focus on that one guy. was obviously Checo hit Charles, Charles hit Checo, yeah. who knows what started it who knows what was said or what wasn't said or anything like that but this guy just goes and starts wailing on these two ferrari fans punching yeah. them. um luckily one of the other fans in the stadium area just literally grabs him from behind in a little bit of a chokehold and holds him away but it's pretty disgusting behavior it's you don't attack anyone and if and for whatever reason certainly not because your favorite driver Gone into an incident and is out of the race. Like just there's no reason for it to escalate to being physically violent to someone. No it, reason at all.
1: Yeah, it was completely unacceptable. And, it just was. Um uh, and something else which is completely unacceptable were the boos for uh, Charles at the end of the race. How can
0: you boo Charles Leclerc? How?
1: Uh,
0: how the fact,
1: can you boo the fact that he had to address it? during the speech that he was making says enough yeah he sh- a, ne- a driver should never ever be put in that position ever um and yeah shame on you if you were booing him
0: also it's just part of being like a mature person to be like you know what as much as much as I love Charles and Fernando and Lewis and all that if they do something wrong like they do something wrong right you know you're gonna say like if Charles was at fault for that incident, I'd be like, yeah, Charles was at fault for that incident. You know, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it, right? As much as I love Charles and I'm a fan of him, you know, you've got to say, you know what? He shouldn't have put his car there. So as a Sergio fan, yeah, I get it. Your favorite driver's out. The home race are out. But he, okay, it wasn't maybe at fault. as a racing incident. But you've got to be like, it's a racing incident. And there's nothing that two Ferrari fans could have done about it. There's nothing no. like, you know... I don't know what they would... They
1: like. weren't there, like in a bloody, yeah. like, clip out it, of Mario like Kart, they were chucking on bananas radio. on the track yeah. and trying to get people like to spin out. was
0: the radio out. to Sergio being like, yeah, yeah, make the move, do it, you can do it, can Yeah, do it. It, it, was it was not
1: just, an yeah. episode of Impractical Jokers being like, Charles, a yeah. now break, no, later, now break. Yeah, yeah no, there was, it yeah. was just, yeah, bad. And look, um, th-
0: there's a difference between, you know, like, you know, you know, if Max crashed out and hopefully it was just like an... Or, let's just say, if Max's car failed... I would totally expect the Mexican fans to be happy and cheer about it. Sure. Yeah. You know, and that's it. Okay. That's going to happen, kind of thing. But I would, if I was a Max fan, I wouldn't be like, oh, let me go and go after some, you know, people who've got Honda hats on
1: because the engine
0: failed and just start punching them. It's just.
1: Somebody said something on Twitter or X, and they said, This is the hooliganization of Formula yeah, One. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um,
0: this is the football hooliganization. Yeah,
1: football hooliganization. And. I think that it's important that we remember, and this is obviously based off the back of that tweet as well, we remember that we gave shit to the certain individuals when, you know, Max Verstappen fans were, or people who happened to be Max Verstappen fans um, during the... the Austrian Grand Prix, where they were you know making women feel unsafe and stuff like that, we were also critical of other other like fans or I say we, but Formula One fans were critical of other fans when you know they were being asses essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's it's important that we do the exact same thing and say that if you were there fighting or booing you were being an ass. There's just yeah. no excuse for it whatsoever. It's not exactly like, like I said, it's not like Max took him out of the race and so you boo Max. Like, he didn't do it on purpose type thing. So, like, there's no why. Like, why? I just, it, why? Um, I, I, th-
0: I think it, I think I said this before on on two, on a few, maybe two or three podcasts about it. It's two factors. It's, one is drive to survive. Mm, yeah. Uh, Drive to Survive has brought in, and I'm not saying it's the Drive to Survive fans. Drive to Survive has, and it leads into my second point, has opened these drivers up a lot more, and you feel more connected with them. You're seeing a different side to them. You say, oh, Lando does this, and Charles does this. It makes Mm -hmm. them more relatable. And then social media basically means, if you wanted to, you can send a message to Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, whatever, Mm -hmm. right there and then, which maybe 10, 15 years ago, that level of access wasn't there. So they Unheard feel, of, yeah. Or they believe that they feel a lot more like friends of these drivers, if that makes sense, kind yeah. of thing, because they feel a lot more connected. And then the highs are high, but the lows are low. Super low, And then you yeah. also get these stupid things where, like, they, you know, said driver can't do anything wrong because I'm their fan. And isn't just a sports thing. You see that with lots of celebrity worship in yeah. music True. and film and things yeah. And, that. and it, it's got to that point which is just a bit ridiculous you know so yeah hopefully as an isolated incident and we don't hear any more booing or have any more fights
1: hopefully not um because we're events. back in brazil next weekend please no yep. fighting please no booing let's just have a good time let's you just know?
0: enjoy 20 drivers exactly fast cars around the track but, um,
1: exactly um yeah. should be good looking really looking forward to it um, yeah
0: we'll talk about it on our next podcast where we preview brazil
1: yes that will probably come out should we should we try and get it up by thursday because obviously um the sprint race is on friday uh this uh the quality sorry yeah, is on on friday college. so we yeah need yep. to, we'll
0: uh, we'll get the release of Thursday. Yeah,
1: we need spring S- spring speed things up um so it's late here it's like 11 o'clock almost um in my yeah, time zone so i do apologize for and we've been um, talking half 10 for sorry yeah we've been recording now 50 minutes uh um, which is quite a while to be honest with you i mean i've had fun it I've, is I've, I've enjoyed chatting with you um that's, what, that's what
0: we do it i just get to talk to you about formula one yeah exactly. and if people yeah. listen that's great they don't. if not that's fine
1: yeah just just look at our memes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no i um i would also like to remind everyone because it's good to get the reminder out early this weekend is the last sprint weekend of the year so timings will be different also we're in brazil so timings will be different so please just double check when the timings are for quali sprint saturday and also the race itself please double check everything um, and while I have your attention, and while you're <laughs> frantically opening up the Formula One app to work out what time, stop. Go okay. to Spotify. Give us a rating because it helps, and we we like it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. It gives us a little L- hit of dopamine.
1: Love me a rating. I think we've got eight now. Ooh, look at us in the big yeah, league. Let's try and
0: get. Let's try and get to double figures. I wonder.
1: I'm going to open up Spotify right now. Uh, And I'm going to go to our lovely podcast, which is obviously available on Spotify and also Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, and your preferred podcast platform. Um, But I'm going to it now to see how many ratings we do have. (gasps) It's gone up! We have nine ratings now. Wow. Yeah, so now we have nine ratings. So if uh, if you want to be our 10th rater brilliant go for it can can i
0: uh, I just uh point out three things mm, oh god firstly um if you go on the f1 website you can download the calendar and it gives you alerts uh like i've got mine set to half an hour before oh yeah i've got that as well yeah already starts secondly uh you've been posting a couple of shorts online Mm. (laughs) there's one of them where i'm searching for information (laughs) <laughs> and my eyes are just elsewhere and you're talking and it just looks like i'm totally spaced out not listening.
1: To <laughs> i know exactly which clip we're talking about yeah
0: yeah but have you ever seen the meme of the dog where like i don't know if it's uh i don't know what tv show it's from but they bring like a cupcake in front of it and his eyes are really wide and they usually put some background like war thing or something where he's like remembering memories
1: yeah there's right. the vietnam flashback meme yeah that's exactly which what it good. is yeah
0: which looks an awful lot like when you were talking about how you made your predictions really well, and I'm just there like, I fucked my predictions up. <laughs> and in the background, Faded, is Sergio Perez. Just crashing. crashing. <laughs> and it looks like I'm having that really bad flashback to when I made an awful prediction. <laughs> that reel actually
1: did pretty well, I'm not going to lie. Quite good. It's quite like, funny, it's funny, It's done really well. All I did was just overlaid the, the clip to the top of yeah. it. Um, do you know what you
0: need to overlay even because we're talking wouldn't work but maybe if you muted it like after you said your predictions was like mm. and you're gonna tell everybody you're fine but deep down you know you're not fine inside that katie perry work. yeah
1: exactly <laughs> uh yeah and i like it annoyed me that the uh lando norris sensational one didn't do as well as it was supposed to because the likes well outweigh the number of views it should have gotten
0: uh, do you know what really popped off? The uh, George Russell and Logan Sargent one.
1: Oh, the yeah, rookie, yeah, yeah, the rookie yeah. rookie season. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that went absolutely insane. Um, yeah. And we got some yeah. love
0: for Vettel. Uh, I put the little Vettel Prime meme <laughs> up because it was about a few years. It wasn't the day, but a few years to the day where he won his fourth championship yeah. at India. So that got a lot of love. People, love People still miss Seb.
1: I miss Seb every single day. Every single day I wake up and I look at my... Um, Why don't you just uh, connect with him on LinkedIn? Sebastian Vettel's bodywork encased in resin that I have from his AMR21 and, and weep into my pillow.
0: And with that, thank you for listening. <laughs> this has been Jacob and Ash at the 107 Podcast. Um, don't forget to subscribe, like, rate all that good stuff if you want and we will see you or you'll hear from us in a few days where we preview brazil we'll be Um, back we'll be back
1: just like sprint races you don't really want them but they'll be back anyway
0: (laughs) you'll learn to love them (laughs)
1: exactly yeah you will learn (laughs) cheers everyone